Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of July 22nd through July 28th, 2013. Vulnerability activity was lower for the period, although spam and phishing levels have increased. Highlights for the period include two Cisco security advisories, a vulnerability in VMware vCenter, and an Apache Struts vulnerability, both having active exploit activity. Cisco released two security advisories for multiple vulnerabilities in the Cisco Video Surveillance Manager and multiple vulnerabilities in Cisco Intrusion Prevention System software. Cisco also released multiple security notices. All of these documents are available on the Cisco SIO portal. Other activity included additional information on multiple alerts uh, addressing the Microsoft Security Bulletins for July 2013, and multiple vulnerabilities reported in Sybase, SAP, Apache, HTTPD, and Semantic products. Media sources reported new research and possible vulnerabilities that will be presented at Black Hat, including vulnerabilities in smart home systems, uh, the compromise of RFID data from increased ranges, and the compromise of SIM card encryption. There have also been multiple pre-conference reports on presentations and recommendations to protect electronic devices while at Black Hat, DEF CON, and besides Las Vegas conferences. In threat activity, the period had an increased level of spam and phishing activity, including the continued theme of product orders and requests, attached pictures and videos, and the new themes of Australian taxes and the birth of the UK royal baby. Researchers also reported details on a new banking trojan called KINS, which is reported to be available in underground markets and includes several new capabilities to rival the existing Zeus and Citadel trojans. IntelliShield published 129 events last week, 81 new events, and 48 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category. After a period of relative quiet from the Al-Qassam Operation Ababild distributed denial-of-service attacks and attacks from the Syrian Electronic Army, both are returning to active attacks. The Al-Qassam group posted a message stating the pending return of DDoS attacks on U.S. financial institutions, now in what's being reported as Phase 4 of this operation. The Syrian Electronic Army continued with attacks that compromised thousands of user accounts at the Viber and Tango systems. The attacks by the SEA were focused on compromising volumes of user accounts, followed by messages to change the account passwords. While that may be sufficient for compromised accounts, it doesn't address the compromised information now in the hands of the SEA, which will likely be used or sold to further attack and exploit those users. After securing the potentially compromised accounts, users should use increased vigilance when using those accounts and check for unusual activity, phishing attempts, and spam messages attempting to gain additional user information. Once an account is compromised, it can be used to further exploit the user with attempts to install malicious code to gather sensitive information or to use the account to send spam. 
The announcement from the Al-Qassam group on the return of Operation Ababil has been expected for months. Like the announcement, the Phase 4 attacks are expected to be more of the same, with the group continuing to call for the removal of the offensive video from hosting sites and the use of robot and known tools to launch DDoS attacks. It's likely that additional sources have been compromised, providing additional strength and bandwidth for the attacks. And based on the trend toward the end of the Phase 3 attacks, the attacks will shift from the largest financials who have developed methods to handle these attacks to smaller financial institutions that may not have the experience or resources to defend against the attacks as effectively. And next, in the trust risk management category, Following the posted request for feds to stay away from DEFCON this year, a similar strain appeared following the U.S. Federal Drug Administration request for additional research and reporting on vulnerabilities in medical devices. Researchers uh, presenting at the conferences this week in Las Vegas touching on some of these devices reported concerns over potential actions under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. There were no reports of presentations being canceled or suspended, but tensions and mistrust are currently high between researchers and the U.S. government. As many of the bug bounty programs are showing improved results and participation from researchers, and the U.S. government continues to call for increased information sharing and hiring of experienced security researchers, the researcher community is responding to the arrest and death of Aaron Schwartz, uh, the reporting of increased government monitoring and intelligence collection, in the way the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act has been used and interpreted that many believe is well outside the intent of the law. While rebuttals to the DEFCON banner are calling for the researchers and the government to mend the fences and work together, the current state of mistrust is straining that relationship. General Alexander will be presenting the keynote at Black Hat, and the government will be present at the Black Hat conference, but that appears to be the extent of it. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, revelations about the U.S. National Security Agency's PRISM surveillance program have led European Union Justice Commissioner Vivian Redding to call for more robust EU data protection standards, according to various reports. Facing political pressure ahead of elections this fall, German Chancellor Angela Merkel has also said tighter UE laws, as well as international framework, may be necessary. This could impact so-called safe harbor rules, which allow for differences between EU and U.S. data protection standards. A group of German data protection officials reportedly are calling for the entire safe harbor program to be suspended. Meanwhile, other groups, notably in countries that don't have elections looming, have reacted differently. Ireland's Data Protection Commissioner commented last week that American tech companies named in some of the leaked NSA documents had met their safe harbor legal requirements. Tension between the U.S. and the EU over differing data protection standards is nothing new, and wide-ranging revisions to existing laws were already on the agenda before the NSA story came to light. There's no guarantee that revisions proposed in the immediate wake of the scandal will be considered without public sensationalism or with the kind of even-handed approach that might ensure they can be effective and resilient well into the future. The full impact of the revelations on companies in the U.S. and the EU will likely require many months, if not years, to play out. In the meantime, striking a balance between privacy and security with regard to the often conflicting perceptions of rights and privileges of corporations, governments, and individuals will be a key battleground and area of significant risk for technology companies for the foreseeable future. 
This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.